0: you've tuned into 96.7 on your fm dial this is cklu.ca you might be listening to this program thursdays at six o'clock or you could well it'd be the same time if you used radio garden i don't know if you've ever used that app but there it is available to you check it out you rotate the globe you find the place on the on the planet you want to listen to stations pop up you can follow along no matter where you are it is accessible to you speaking of accessible if synchronized timing doesn't work for you you can be asynchronous and you can listen to podcasts as well just google my name Hugh Cruzel, and the word podcast and you'll find a multitude of platforms and lots and lots of interviews like today's well maybe not like today's today's might be a little different I don't know I have only met my guest through conversation briefly and through um, some articles that I read and lo and behold here he is Pierre-Alexis Sudier is, where are you today, Pierre?
1: I'm in Quebec City, I'm, uh, I'm in my house, just chilling and, and talking to you, I was uh, I was up fairly early this morning. You know, like, I got a few meetings going on and I grabbed some nice Canadian breakfast with uh, one of the colleague. And um, then after your conversation, I'll be aiming to, uh, to this shack that I rent in the middle of nowhere where there's no electricity, no running water just to uh, to meditate with, uh, with the
0: boreal forest. That's marvelous. When you say shack, I thought you were going to say sugar shack because I know that you've got an involvement with maple syrup. But we will only talk about that briefly maybe today because I think we're going to talk about wine. But talk about the sugar shack just because I'm so intrigued. You're the first person uh, since my childhood that I've known who makes maple syrup.
1: Well, you know, like for us, I was a grown up in the world maple syrup capital and, and you know, like with five generations in the making and, and my in-laws as well. So it's always been part of our culture. A lot of people know me professionally because of the wine, but realistically, I think maple syrup, dairy farming, lodging was, was really our DNA. And um, <clears throat> I worked in multiple places, you know, around the globe and I, want, I always wanted to, to create my own thing was not really agreeing with, was, with what was um, available on the market. So we got that, that small plant where we do everything by hand with no electricity, no running water, and just do it like in the good old days. And, and the taste just tastes like the good old days. And we got some some producer also that are working in a more modern way for us, so we can distribute to a wider audience. But we care a lot about the forest and we care a lot about our heritage. Uh, so, um.
0: Well, from my childhood, I remember going to the maple sugar bush, and there'd be horses pulling—I well, think uh, maybe a dray or whatever—it was a sled, certainly with four skis—and and there'd be the evaporation pan being heated by by uh, well, some of the same souls that uh, maple syrup came from, maybe not exactly the same ones years before, but there was that wood smoke, there was the 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 moisture, the steam—is that? I mean, am I picturing it correctly? Is that still the way you do it?
1: You know, that's exactly what we're doing at at, at our place. And uh, you can feel, you know, it's a very special time of the year where I think the, the sun is at uh, a very high energy and the rebirth of nature and everything. And it's a tradition, it's usually around Easter when I, where I'm from. And, and we, we call it gardening the forest because we you reuse everything that is some out dead or uh, there's been abstract in the forest to re-eat uh, the pan and uh, the, what we call a champion oven to, to do maple syrup. So it's a very interesting process. You're using everything and you're recycling everything even before recycling was invented.
0: You said this was a good time to talk. The forest has is only beginning to stir. Some of the winds are are, are whistling through the tops of the trees here. There is still snow and there still will be snow when you start harvesting. But uh, it is the beginning of that that change, isn't it?
1: For us, you know, like uh, the tradition was always to uh, hang out with the families and uh, the family and and, and during january and, and and february and in march you start doing the maple uh sugar as we call it or the sugar of the north and this will will gather you some money to to buy some seeding and then plant the land and then harvest the hay and the straw and then feed the cattle during all winter long so you can eat during uh, january and february it was always like that you know it was a, a full cycle thing. There's a few families uh, that still do it that way in my village. But a lot of people have also turned to only doing, for example, maple syrup or only doing like cattling or only doing dairy farm. But it was just a way to uh, to live through the season. Uh, and And to feed the, the 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 sixteen children family, the twenty children family. And now- it's a very, very large family in Quebec. <laughs> yes For us, by tradition, it's towards the end of March. Yes. You know, like we are at the foothills of the Appalachian, maybe an hour south uh, west of of Quebec City ah. And uh, it's usually towards the end of March. There's a little bit of sugar maple in Quebec City, but you start to hit the kind of, uh, northern latitude where there's less and less Mm -hmm. and the reality is that even if there is, there's just too much of a short season uh, that defrosts to create any uh, real sugar uh, season. You know, where I'm from, it's really the highest concentration and it's probably the most... What
0: what are we talking about? Are we talking about uh, uh, the Bose?
1: Or... No, 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 no. The, uh, I think uh, La Beauce was the original uh, region, but uh, where I'm from, it's called uh, Stercouli Bois the Artwood region. <clears throat> That's on the foothill of the Appalachian. Les Seville is the world maple syrup capital, where about 60%, 65% of the worldwide maple syrup is transformed, where the cooperative is. And uh, Saint-Pierre-Baptiste is the first kind of village you hit up the mountain. And there's a series of, of five villages that goes from uh, east to west that are key villages for high quality and high maple sugar concentration. Because nowadays we tap other trees than maple sugar. We also tap red maple and gray maple and black maple and other types of maple. And I I mean, personally, I don't believe in that. I'm a a big traditionalist. I I like to do experiment, but you need to have matured well-selected trees from past generation that are pure acer saccharum, which is a Latin name for sugar maple, to produce the finest. And uh, of course not everybody is advertising that they are tapping other trees than those, but they do.
0: You know, so interesting. And I said, we touch on this because our original conversation or point of our conversation was to be about how does one, how does a young lad from your, your background become, um, what was the title that you earned actually? Sommelier Of the world
1: yeah yeah well it was a competition right one week ago best army of the world yeah competition in paris well i mean realistically you know i i always like uh worked on the land especially with my grandfather and i went to college and my other grandfather on my father's side was uh very uh Ali uh into politics so i was studying politics and i wanted to, to have an impact at that level and then one day i just sat down at the college with my politic teacher and I have a pint of beer and he was actually slim and beer and we were discussing uh, uh what would be the next move for me and i said you know i think i'm gonna go to uni in, in politics but i'm also thinking about this thing called um um you know wine steward or wine waiter or whatever you want to call it in english and he said you know what kid you should just give it a shot and, yeah. and if it doesn't work the next session you'll be at uni like studying politics and I remember I went to my grandfather and I said the Pappy, you know, we used to call him Pappy. I said, um, I got this beautiful idea. I'm going to become like a wine specialist. And he said, you know, kid, this is a passion. You, you ain't, you're not, sorry. You're not going to get uh, any revenue from that. Uh, and I said, well, you know, I, I, I think, I think you should watch me cause I'm going to make it happen. And then the rest, the rest is the rest. You know, I worked in London, I worked in Sydney, Australia I worked in, um, in New York and Silicon Valley. Now I'm based in Quebec City, and I think I'm I'm fairly well known in the world of wine. Um, not that I, I am a, a show off kind of guy, but uh, no, I believe that actions speak louder than words. And and my action in, in my professional life, I've, I've proven enough. Yeah.
0: Well, it's it's amazing. It has taken you around the world, and it's taken you to the top of. But uh, you know, winning this is there is there an actual trophy?
1: Yeah, well, you know, for me, I, I got ejected uh, before the semifinal. So last time in 2019, I finished, I think, ninth in the world. This time, I, I didn't even make it to the semis. So, uh, you know, um, I, I said it when I uh, when I, I did it the first time and I thought it was it was an interesting competition, but it was less and less a competition for, um, for professional. It was more a competition for sponsorship and and for uh, for public as well, um, and I, I I think that the guy that won is is a really good somebody, Don't get me wrong, like the guy from Latvia, Raymond Thompson. But um, for me, uh, this those competition is 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 a little bit like uh, I don't want to say the 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 Olympics because I think true athletes makes it to the Olympics. Yes, but it lost a little bit of his uh, gloss from the good old days, you know, like but. Some of some of, some of some of the tasks, some of the questions were uh, not very much related to the reality of what is a sommelier like.
0: Well, of course, and the world of sommeliers is changing, the world of hospitality is changing, but to me, to be able to talk to you, even if you'd only be 99, is absolutely amazing. You know, I don't even know how many sommeliers there are in the world, but I know I worked at a place where we had six, and, mm. you know, uh, it's, it's uh, I'm thinking, there's tens of thousands and you were in the top i mean that's pretty amazing it does say something about your your skill your the essence of who you are so you know a a young lad coming from (laughs) south of quebec city and you you what was the first glass of wine that you had that really said to you i mean sleeman's beer is wonderful but there must have been one wine where you went I'm on the right path. This is what I want to do. I mean, was it Stag's leap? Was it was it Farniente? Was it something that just said to you, Oh my goodness, I have died and gone to heaven?
1: Well, the reality is that we had no money. So I mean, the first bottle of wine I was buying was were the cheapest, you know, like we used to buy like Yellow Tail and Little Penguin and Liberty School because we could kind of Picture ourselves on the label, you know, like it was less intimidating than buying a French or an Italian wine. But the true great wine, the first one that I had, um, it was uh it was an Alsatian wine from a terroir called Franzo by Andreas Tertag. I think it was Pinot Gris. I said in a previous interview it was Muscat, but I'm pretty sure it was Pinot Gris. And I remember my my uh my my brother was in law school in Sherbrooke University, and I told him, You, you gotta grab this bottle for me. And he said, like, are you, are you out of your mind, like 40 bucks for a bottle of wine? I'm like, I said the same thing I said to my papi. I said, man, got you just got to trust me, man. I I, I got to touch. I got a feeling. That's what I want to be doing. And I got to expose myself to the best produce. And I got to rock with the best, you know.
0: Well, a great forty-dollar bottle of wine at the S A Q is is a a a, a fan, Well, it's a good but bo- still the same bottle. But there it is in a restaurant for eighty or eighty six or a hundred dollars. So forty dollars is actually quite a quite a deal.
1: Yeah, but you're talking like about like 15, 17 years, years ago. ago. You know, um, at that point, when you were looking around fifty dollar at the LCBO or S A Q bottle, it would be pricey right now those ball are probably more around 70 80 you know like they, they certainly double in price or at least took a, a good 80 uh valuation but uh again you know i think it's not a matter of pricing it's a matter of, of where it's from and and who made it uh, like a lot of things and transparency uh, i just think that that wine coming from that piece of land was translating something magical, you know, and it did could you, have been one hundred dollar or twenty dollars. Did you I pursue it?
0: To, did you go? Did you go and visit them? Have you been there yet?
1: No, never. Oh, you know, like, but you I must! Never, I never got the chance to 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 make it to Andreas Tag. I I don't know why I I should like. Uh, I should take one step back from those competition and start living a little bit more <laughs> instead of, uh, <laughs> I'm you know, sure when you were in Australia... So I can regurgitate it in, in a competition. No, 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 no.
0: It, it, you know, uh, there you were in New York and in the Hudson Valley has quite a few small wineries. The Finger Lakes has wineries. You were in Australia and, you know, uh, there's certainly so many wineries around Adelaide and other places, um, you, you know, uh, you you must have steeped yourself in wine uh, many a time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it just, it just was my life for the past 17 years, and it still will inhabit me, myself. Uh, but, you know, like, um, I think when you travel to Europe, but even right now, like the world in general, Commonwealth as well, um, you... You can, you can, I mean, wine is culture is cultural is agriculture, you know? And I think for me, that's what really, uh, connected me to, to the land. The fact that I was connected to, to my people back home, you know, and that agriculture has always been part of, of the equation of culture in Quebec and in Canada, you know, like when I realized that, that wine was agriculture for me, was a revelation, Mm -hmm. always loved. and, And that's what I always say to my wife. I mean, as much as we lived in large city and, and we like visiting large city and seeing like museum and all of that, when we get to the country, I mean, and, and we talk to the people, it, that's where we're from. That's where we belong. So that's where we we feel at best.
0: Well, let's talk about the people. Most people, you're right, are not buying $100 bottles of wine. And in fact, I wanted to add, you talked about the terroir and, and you know, we, we talk about sunshine and rainfall. I find the best bottle of wine is with the people I'm with. It's, it's about what I'm drinking, who I'm drinking with is probably 60% or more of the experience. Uh, great bottles of wine, you're right, do not have to be expensive. They can be just that thing that transports you to and elevates your meal. Uh, you as a sommelier, you still work in a restaurant, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work for, uh, for a group of restaurants in Quebec City, but the main restaurant I operate is called uh, Le Clon, the Clan, I should translate uh, it's in the Old Town, next to the Chateau Frontenac. and uh, It's actually the, 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 the chef, used to be the head chef of the Frontenac, and he was a little bit uh, over it with the, the corporative uh, way of running the hotel. It's a big, big ship. So he decided to start his own venture, and he's a little bit more expressing his, his artistic sense to food, and pretty amazing what he's doing. He's a great guy.
0: And regional seasonal cuisine I see on the, the list, uh, you know, i know that's kind of worn i realize but so wine list uh, how how big is the wine list what do you, do you do you are you on the floor four nights a week uh how does it all work for you
1: uh you know i was i was out of the floor uh um lately because of the competition i was traveling a lot um but i got a great assistant there that is really translating my my vision and i tried to be there as much as possible but. reality is as we are expanding the restaurant group i try to um to help other outlet as well so uh you know we're we're a year and a half old and i uh, have to say that i've been like 90 percent of the time on the floor but lately due to the 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 world competition i was uh, a little bit absent it's a little bit of a slow season right now also you know like we got the the carnival the, the winter carnival and and uh, the peewee tournament, which is always a big event for us in Quebec, a hockey peewee tournament. Uh, but now it's a little bit of a lower season and I I, I gotta get to the forest to do the the maple syrup. Oh, nice. So I won't be there, but uh, like every morning I'm there uh, when I can, I open the restaurant, take a coffee, have a discussion, pick it out. Um, I was planning yesterday, my assistant, I'm sending him like one month in Italy to tour the vineyard and to, to eat and do trials in restaurant out there to see a little bit what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were planning on that. There's always something to do, you know, like it's a living living uh, environment. So re- restaurant, you know, it sure a, you're is. a lot of people and a lot of people get impacted by you.
0: On your wine list, are your choices, fixed for a period of time is there a a, a feature that's or features that come about i am I'm, I'm unaware i'd be honest i have not been to quebec city. i mean covid has messed with all of us but it it really was i mean quebec city was wonderful for restaurants and dining do you make changes in your list do you you know le Clain has one list is it similar to another property or is how do you, how do you do it as the head sommelier for that group
1: well you know i think the the first thing when we opened the restaurant we we had to listen to people and uh see what were their tastes like And, and we do a lot of tasting menu there and we try to have an emphasis on uh on uh catalonia you know like but as much as the french and the spanish part because the chef is originally from there this is very close to our art uh always been a i mean i studied in the Rhone valley so i'm big on Rhone as well I think, uh, Burgundy from an international perspective, you got to make a big place, even though those wines are pricey. A lot of people travel to Quebec to know about those wines. And most importantly, I mean, Canadian and, 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 and Quebec wine are, have a, a place of choice as well. Um, we just try to, to display what we believe is, is great wine for, um, for money. You know, I think, you know, like people, when they ask me, um, To choose wine for them, or when they ask me recommendation, it's easy for me to recommend like worldwide wine that are known and and that are to a certain price point and well established. You know, anybody can do that. An application can do that for you. But I think when they are asking for true um, expertise, they want they want to have a bang for the buck, and that's what I want as well. You know, Mm -hmm. like. Uh, on weekdays i mean i only always drink like a 12 13 14 15 dollar wine uh coming from greece or coming from portugal or coming from uh, lebanon or you know like because we like to to taste different things and we like to have the right price it's not about having um uh uh, it's not it's not about being cheap, it's it's just being um cautious of what you buy, you know, like and that's also why we buy strawberries in season and we don't buy uh Californian strawberries in the middle of February. It's it's a rip off. You know, like you, you should go in the field, harvest them and, and freeze them, you know, when it's prime time season. They're delicious, you know. We I mean, we've been doing that forever, you know, like we grew up on farms, so um for us it's it's pretty uh logical and it makes sense, but um yeah. I like I like to, to give uh, people uh, work for their money, especially when they come to the restaurant.
0: Definitely. And you're absolutely right. You're not going to be drinking First Growth uh, on a Thursday evening. Uh, there is, I mean, very few people do anyways. I, I, the choice that's available through the SAQ and through the LCBO today is very reflective of quite a few different moving parts. You know, there are those of us who want value, those of us who want uh, more, uh, those of us who want to, you know, I'll be honest with you, and I don't know about the SAQ these days, but the LCBO, I speak to people quite often. I say, how did you choose that wine? I said, oh, that's the one with the bonus air miles or aeroplan miles. And I was like, well, that's an <laughs> interesting way. And most people choose by the label. I mean, if you're walking through a store. Now, in a restaurant, you don't have pictures of the labels generally. So they really do rely on you. The words mean little, except for maybe the location.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and we have nobody sitting on our board that's been working for Sobase or uh, or or Metro. You know, like the reality is that we we want to get fidelity through service quality and and um, and love and care. You know, and and that's why when people are asking us questions, we try to be transparent and honest. You know, like, it's not, we we are in a very different business model than a monopoly of state that is driving wine sales Mm -hmm. uh, to feed an healthcare system or anything like that, you know, and and we all have our role to play. But when people come to the restaurant, it's to restore themselves, you know, it's to eat, it's to to share. You don't want a one-time
0: customer either, do you? You want to repeat, yeah. I know there are some tourists, tourists are like that, but I, a quick story for you. I, I was on the Cape, uh, Cape Cod and we found a restaurant called Firefly, where not only was the kitchen fantastic, the sommelier was great. The selection was wonderful. The prices were good. And I will tell you, I think in a week we ate there five times because we got to taste the whole menu then. And I'm sure that people returned to Clan on a fairly regular basis. Do they?
1: Yeah, well, you know, like, you need to have a little bit of sympathy, and if not some empathy towards those tourists, you know, like most of them don't speak our language, they don't speak French. Um, they want to taste what's best and, and our chef have access to the best producer of, of anything really in the province. Uh, and, and you just want to make them feel comfortable and, uh, and being in a non judgmental um, environment. So yes, of course, they come back. If you make them feel great, you know, because when you are in a high tourist um, velocity zone like the old Quebec can be, well, there's a lot of people that will try to take advantage on you. And some people, it's just their business model, you know. Like and and and, and you know, like sometimes when you're traveling, you, you just feel like having like a, a cheese pizza with 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 some Fanta or some Coca Cola, and that's fine too. But if you get to our restaurant, you, you know, like most of the time, you get to meet the chef and you taste the best produce that Quebec have to offer. And you got a little bit of myself as well, either towards my assistant or myself. And we, we want them to feel like, I don't wanna pretend that we are ambassador of our culture, but we are certainly a, a pit stop for, for, for Quebec culture in the old town, which is the old capital of Canada.
0: And you know, that's true of, of probably so many other places, Niagara-on-the-Lake. Very close to the Niagara, you know, wine growing region. Uh, restaurants. I'm thinking the Okanagan, uh, who you know, people come for two, three days. They tour the wineries. You're you're part of a very um, unique group of of Canadian ambassadors. You're right. Use the word ambassador. I'll I'll agree with it.
1: Well, well, I mean, at the end of the day, we are the end product of so much effort that are uh, put. Into people's uh, land and and into people's life, you know. Like every time we eat something, uh, and we know because we do at the clan where it's from. Well, we know that people are rising up early in the morning to 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 have this happen for us. You know, like this is like the last stage of of of, of those stories ending up into the plate at long, You know, and it's not about being pretentious about it, but you know, like like I said, I I grew up. Uh, I I rise with the sun so many times in my life, and I still do, that I know how it feels, you know, like to sit down and have a moment to to feed and to restore and to share and to have a laugh. It is so important to be connected to where it's from. And and wine is no different.
0: It certainly isn't. You know, we've had a a wonderful conversation. I I think we'll do it again, Pierre. It is uh, is a pleasure to talk to you and to learn a little bit about uh, uh, the hospitality industry in Quebec City, and and more importantly, to learn something from you about how wine should be viewed. Thank you so much for your time today, Pierre-Alexis Soulier.
1: Well, sir, it's an absolute pleasure, and I, I extend the invitation. So you can come visit the Sugar Shack at the end of March, beginning of April, or you want to make it to Quebec City or any, any people in your community um, that want to do it, they can reach out. You know, I'm fairly easy to find on social media or on my website. And and you know, what I really care about, it's, it's giving people the chance to taste what our culture is different. Because we are Canadian. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. But we also have um, a, a different language, a different way of expressing ourselves. A different way of eating and we are so pleased to share it with the rest of the country
0: please remind us then of the website to go to 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 find you
1: yeah it's fairly easy i mean it's pa for pierre alexis soulier.com and you can uh, send me an email or like i said social media like facebook instagram i try to be as present as possible
0: well thank you so much and you know what you're absolutely right um we should celebrate the things that come from our land here
1: Oh, man, uh, from coast to coast, we got the best piece of land, and we know it. We just got to take care of it.
0: Thank you so much today for appearing on this program. I want to thank the audience. Uh, you know, folks, you can listen this Thursday, any Thursday at 6 o'clock. Tune into to CKLU.ca, 96.7 on your FM dial. Listen to Radio Garden, uh, use that as an app, or a podcast. Just Google my name, Hugh, the word Cruzel, and the word podcast, and you'll find this and many other stories Thank you for joining us today. Bye for now, folks.